Chew you up. Get the just put the words in for Mahomes somehow in this song, right? Yeah, if anybody deserves a B, and it's him. Boy, try playing a man to man or zone. <laughs> Good God, y'all! It's a Monday, high top. Grimly, Rachel on the west side. And who's the greatest of all time? Uh, it's their choice. Forget Brady and. It's a joke. 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 It ain't me. Who is it? All right, buddy. Blender out, man. Good morning, everybody. Here we are high atop uh, the west side of Cherry Hill and the boardroom at Grimley Financial. Coach uh, Al and, and Chad, welcome. How was your weekend? All good? Bleary-eyed from watching sports. Yeah, a lot of sports, bud. All good. Yeah, everything's good. Thank God. God bless. Uh, count our blessings, man. Well, here we are. And uh, I guess the games finally lived up to the hype, right? You'd call them certainly one game is terrific, right? Yeah, it's. I think we were, everyone was hoping for a, more, uh, a, a better Chiefs game from a perspective of maybe higher scoring battle. Good, good point. But, I mean, from a terms of both teams being into it to the end, like the Ravens obviously were still in that game with very little time to go. Um, so, yeah, it was a good game. And both were, were good games. The Lions... Look like they had the game in the bag, and all of a sudden, and they had Eminem, you know, flashing the middle finger to yeah, <laughs> the entire entire right. uh, San Francisco fan base, and all of a sudden the Niners came oh, man. screaming back, and um, they kind of right. did did what the Niners showed they've been capable of doing, scoring at a quick 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 rate. I'll tell you, I I was really impressed with Purdy. I'd never realized, first of all, he was that tough on a few running plays where he actually took, you know, he didn't slide. And he's a lot quicker than I thought with the outrunning the linebackers and so forth. He he showed me a lot more than, I mean, that I thought he, uh, you know, was a good player, but I didn't realize he was that good. Tell two has plenty not to like about him in the first half. And plenty to love about him in the second half, as demonstrated with the numbers, which are you know to 180. Um, it's it's interesting to see how players make adjustments. That's what the game is, the playoff football especially. And speaking of adjustments or no adjustments, guy getting a lot of abuse uh, this morning. And uh, as a matter of fact, uh, maybe uh, this clip will say it uh, better than I can. Great in the play, Nick Foles. Great in the playoffs. Unreal. Right, you would not say a great regular season performer. And I'm not equating Nick Foles and Lamar Jackson. Let's be clear on that. But you get what I'm saying. There's a difference when talking about Lamar Jackson, like Joel Embiid in the NBA, a great regular season performer. But Lamar Jackson in the playoffs is worse than Lamar Jackson in the regular season. If the Baltimore Ravens could sign up for Lamar Jackson in the regular season and apply him to the playoffs, they may be going to the Super Bowl. And we uh, we heard these comments. Uh, we won't tell you who from. I think you'll you'll pretty much recognize the voice. And if you don't, well, you're not watching a lot of uh, TV. I think it's Lamar Jackson for sure. I hate to say it, but I believe that is the case. Um, Mahomes is great. He's phenomenal. He's the greatest ever. We get all of that. Um, they ended up scoring 17 points, even though that doesn't speak to how effective they were when they really, really yeah. counted and what him and Kelsey were doing. But the big story is Lamar Jackson. Ladies and gentlemen, with all due respect, it was a choke job. Let's just call it what it is. What is the definition of a choke job, Shannon and Dio? It's doing what you always do, what you're accustomed to doing until the moment arrives, and then you don't. That is the epitome. That is the definition what we're talking about here. We're going to see final numbers right here, okay? 20 of 37, 54% completion, 272 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. Obviously, one interception and one lost fumble with the sack. We get all of that. He was sacked four times, rushed for about 54 yards. That's what we'll talk about. Yeah. What we won't say enough about is that you came out looking tight. What we won't talk enough about are the overthrows, the underthrows, you know, getting key passes swatted at the line of scrimmage. We won't talk about that. We won't, even with the bomb that he hit uh, Zay Flowers with on the trick play. I mean, that's a touchdown if Zay Flowers doesn't have to wait for the football. And how did that end up costing you? Because a couple of plays later, you hit Zay Flowers for a touchdown, but he fumbles right before he gets to the goal line. And obviously, that's not on Lamar Jackson. But again, you had him wide open, and he waited all day, every day for the ball to land in his arms because he was wide open and he was waiting for the ball, and you were a bit late getting it to him. 
We see all of these different things, and you know who you're going up against. Stephen A. was was spot on, um, and you did clearly get this this sense that when the game opened up, it it was off. Not, not just Mahomes, you know, going a hundred for a hundred. That that's debilitating in of itself, but just the Ravens' offensive approach, their play calling, uh, sporadicness. It, uh, yeah, some of that's got to do with the Kansas City defense. We get that. I mean, that, that defensive coordinator, what's his name? I call him Spagnuolo. What, what, Spagnuolo, so, yeah. Wow, man. Spags. You know, I love these uh, offensive end or defensive coordinators that really stand out, and, you know, they make a tremendous impact, and boy, is that one of them. But they just had absolutely no offensive rhythm to speak of, right, Coach? Well, you know what I think? They put Jackson in a situation where it was third and eight, third and nine, instead of those third and two and third and three. So you you know he's going to pass, and then they're blitzing him, and he's running all over the place. And like I said, I think they got outcoached in that respect. Yeah, but, you know, they they ran the ball. Uh, the number escapes me. It's on my notes here somewhere. This is one of the weeks where I have too many notes. I think they run the ball in the first half for 145 yards. Well, that's what I'm saying. Some crazy number yeah. like that. They, then they get away from it. Then their running backs, you're not going to believe this, stat. This is one I, because you have a receiver. In there. Their running backs had six attempts in the game. So, obviously, Jackson's going to run. He didn't run enough. When the game's all said and done, you're averaging 6.8 yards per rush. And you didn't do it. So <laughs> how do you give up the rush attack that, and, that quick? And the thing the defense did was keep Jackson from getting outside scrambling. They kept him in so-called a pocket where he's dodging people all the time rather than being able to get in the outside where he's a threat to either throw it on the run or, of course, run the ball like a halfback. Yeah, uh, 29 times. Uh, yeah, no, scratch that. But, um, I mean, there's a bunch of things that – that also go wrong, uh, you know, in the game. The game could have played out, you know, a million different ways. But uh, the 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 pick that Jackson had in the end zone, triple coverage, right? Everybody's arguing about. Did you see pass interference on that? I did not. No, I didn't. I absolutely right. did. You did. I did. Explain it. Well, I mean, it'd be better if we had it up on on video, but we just saw it here. The, yeah, on the TV. <laughs> but the, um, I mean, the guy with receiver was being having contact before you know why the ball was still in the air maybe you know half a second before yeah. it got to him and i know that they didn't say that on um on tv at the time they said oh no pass interference right call like the announcers and stuff and i think the referee they bring in who always gets it wrong um but it was it was absolutely pass interference now it was a terrible pass you don't throw in the triple coverage because the guy wasn't open regardless yeah. but in my opinion it was absolutely pass interference and despite you know the the criticism that lamar jackson and the baltimore ravens are are getting we're still looking at a situation where they had kind of a fluke fumble in in into the end zone uh and you have a pass interference on what would be the one yard line and very realistic scenario, Baltimore is up seven, and the Chiefs have to drive down the field at the end oh, and win that possible. game. It's all no, possible. it's not out of this realm. Like the Baltimore Ravens, outstated um, overall, I believe outstated the Chiefs with three hundred and thirty, yeah, three hundred and thirty-six yards at three nineteen. Close game that way, and they didn't make the plays where they needed to. But it's also very easily a seven-point Ravens game, and the Chiefs have to drive down the field at the end and try try and. And score. Sounds like you had the Ravens. I did excellent have the Ravens. Po- excellent point. <laughs> I did have the Ravens. Yeah, they're all fair points. So we opened up with uh, Man Eater. So we were talking about Mahomes. If you play him man to man, forget about it, right, coach? Just eat you. Just can't, you, you can't play him in any he, defense. He, he's the words to the song. He, he eats you alive, okay? Uh, night or day. If you play him in a, uh, if you play a zone defense, uh, we actually had a song. We had a little bit for this, too. Uh, I don't know if Chad still has it in his archives or not, but we, we had a little 10 seconds. If you play a zone defense against Mahomes, coach, use your imagination here. Dive into the abyss. Come up with what's it like if you play a zone defense 
against Mahomes. Well, Mahomes is definitely licking his chops, that's for sure. How about this? <laughs> you unlock this door with a key of imagination. Beyond it is another dimension. That's for a dimension sure. Dimension of sound. A dimension of sight. That's what it must feel like. I mean, when you go down, when you have Kelsey going down 15 yards on a little old-fashioned button hook, the ball is on not just his numerals, but the, the arch of the eight. It, it, it kisses it every time. When you have players man-to-man, all they have to do is create any separation. If it's three feet, he's leading you perfectly. So what do you play against them, right? I mean, you really you, you don't. I mean, you, you can't stop Mahomes when he's on. Now, it's funny because how bad the Chiefs looked in the middle of the season. Everyone said they were done. I know we kind of said they were done. Yeah, we did. Um, and yes, we did right here on here New they are. Sports. You know, whatever it is, call it eight weeks later. But you look at some of their, their middle-of-the-season games, yeah. some very unimpressive wins. Um, let's see. They lost 24-9 to to the Broncos. Uh, they Obviously, they got beat by the Eagles. You know, they got beat by the Packers. They got beat by the Bills. Um, they got beat by the Raiders, and it's man, like, that's, that's, man, this team and, and you know this team was just struggling, really, really struggling. All of a sudden, they're walking in the playoffs, twenty six to seven, destroy the Dolphins, twenty seven twenty four, beat the Bills on the road, seventeen ten, beat the Ravens on the road. And you tell me, guys, we talk so much about this, especially right now. It's, it's a hot topic in Philly. We talk about player development, talk about it in baseball all the time, and scheme, and. How the, not to get into the Eagles right now, but how they can anoint this guy as a good head coach when he pretty much admits to the other day, as a head coach, I lack the ability to make adjustments scheme wise and player development wise. Who did he develop and or his people? And what game do you remember where they made adjustments at halftime and the scheme was better? Uh, I mean, it got to the point where the Eagles were so predictable. You knew what they were going to do on third and eight with a swing pass in the backfield. The guy caught two, year, two yards deep, and if he made six yards, he was two yards short. I think my math is right there. Uh, but let's give, let's give Andy Reid some long-awaited, much-anticipated, maybe a little reluctant credit here because the guy is, if nothing, a player development guy, and he knows how to recruit. Uh, recruit. He knows how to get uh, – uh, offense coordinators, defense coordinators, assistant coaches, and he is a genius at the X's and O's. And, and you know, he he calls a play in right after Baltimore just switched their coverage, and he calls a play in that they run right into the new coverage effectively. I mean, and, and then when you see the players going up at the end of the game when they called the third down and ten pass to the guy that caught it to bust the game, it's over time-wise. Do you see the uh, big lineman go up to Reed and, and rub his, his chest like, that's on you, man. That that was your call. How many coaches would have not have, th- not have thrown the ball right there? You just can't give them enough props. I'll go back a couple on. of minutes about when we played Chiefs and beat them a couple of months ago. They, had, they were dropping passes two or three. Yep. Receivers, you never heard their name. They yep. really missed Tyreek Hill. Then all of a sudden, whoever is in their draft board, yep. this kid Rice and two or three other re- third round, Justin fourth Watson. round, Pacheco, seventh yep. round, yep. and these guys, they've developed them. Developed them. And now they look, if you didn't know where they were drafted, they look like maybe high draft choices, and now they're catching everything. Is that it, that is was it? Uh, probably the start of the Eagles. Well, Right before the start yeah. of the fall from grace. Yeah. When the Eagles had the fluke, I called it the fluke win against the Chiefs. One of our guests strongly disagreed with that term. And then all of a sudden, the Eagles fell apart you know, the rest of the season. And now we, if you look at that Chiefs game, how much the Chiefs outclassed the statistical yeah. uh, you know, the stats. Box. 336 yards versus 238. And everything yeah. you look Box at, score win. Box score Chiefs win. just destroyed the Eagles, yet obviously... Eagles won twenty one seventeen. We had the drop pass late and late in the game by by the Chiefs there. But here we are. I mean, Eagles are done. Chiefs are going on to another Super Bowl, which I think yeah. they're going to win. You could say, "What's it matter?" Trivia time. Trivia time. Unrehearsed. I didn't know this myself. To Chad's point about these obscure group of of Kansas City receivers, okay, with Rice and and 
Uh, can either of you guys tell me where Justin Watson played college football? Bud, do you want to go first? I will just guess to a, take a random college, Oklahoma. How about if we go Ivy League? Yeah, yeah you son of a bitch. University of Pennsylvania, because I saw him play many times, and he was all Ivy like three years in a row. And we got to keep your eye on Perry when he comes back. We're going to get Perry in here on this one. Okay. Uh, uh, you betting Perry yesterday, Chad? I don't think you'd know that one. Okay, but good, good job, Coach Al. Leave it to you. I, I mean, this guy's that. like seventh on the deal team, and you're <laughs> – what do you do? What the? I'm hell? a Penn fan. I watched a few of their football games. Yeah, well, so. I, well, I could stop. I, mean, you I didn't I, even know who Justin Watson was. I, <laughs> guess what? Take a look at his stats. Yeah, he doesn't do anything. That, well, 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 before he doesn't do anything, how about 21 yards per catch and 17 yards per catch back to back years with, with Kansas City? Look at it. Yards per yeah, catch. catch. Let's yeah. see. Yeah, he's questioned me. It is great. He's no, I just can't find it. I believe okay. you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yards per reception. 17 yeah. and 21. Yeah. Gee, that sounds familiar, Coach. Bonk. You should hit that donkey thing. Well, right I'll right. tell you, Chad, you ever want to look up his career at Penn, and you're talking Ivy League, of course, whatever, but hey. fan- fantastic career. Yeah. It is super cool that a kid from Penn is making a contribution to the Kansas City Chiefs in a meaningful way because while he may only have uh, 400 yards per season – at 21 and 17 yards per catch, you know what? If we're coaching, you know what we're doing. We're diluting that down. That, he's not ending the season at 21. I've gone over to him about game six and go, listen, my man, Justin, you're, you're doubling the other wide receivers in the NFL. We're going to throw you the ball more because I don't think you're going to end the season at 21. But if you do, you're all pro first team. So we're going to give you the and ball. You're going to want a lot more money. I don't yeah. end the season with this cat at 21 <laughs> yards per that's catch. probably how they're using it. Hey, pair. Here he comes. This is all, this is unrehearsed. We're bringing him in. Do I need a headset? I can just repeat it. I don't need a headset on him. No. All right, Per, you're, you're live, okay? Chad did not get it. Age appropriate, rightfully. Coach Al got it. Uh, here we go, bud. We're going to uh, ask, and we call Perry the dean, as in the dean of college uh, football. He, he knows a lot. We're talking about the Kansas City Chiefs obscure group of receivers other than Kelsey. And we're not talking about Rice, but we are talking about Justin Watson. Uh, can you tell us where he played his college football? He's got a shitty grit on his face right now. No. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead now. He played. He was all Ivy for three years Penn. at Penn. Wow. At, at Penn. Penn. Isn't that a beautiful thing? That is awesome. And okay, if it yeah, comes up that. again today at the water cooler with Grimley Financial employees <laughs> <laughs> with the money we're having here so far, here's a stat for you. In his five-year career, the last two years, he's averaging 21 and 17 yards per catch. That's pretty good, isn't that is it? It's pretty good, yeah. Penn kid, Penn kid makes good. Thanks, Per. Very yeah, nice absolutely. of you to come in, buddy. Uh, how, well, how about the fact that he's a two-time Super Bowl champion, too? Yeah, how about that, right? So it, it, if they ever question our transparency and legitimacy, yeah, with a legit, it, 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 and if he, doesn't have, it's, yeah, it's if he doesn't have a great pro career, he can fall back on that Ivy yeah, League that Ivy education. education. Yeah. Poor guy. Just he's a few. got more Super Bowls than a lot of good players do. I'm going to ask you guys a couple, couple of questions, and I want to get into some fun stats. Notwithstanding Jackson's ability and prowess to run the ball, we got that. Do we know? Do they lack a go-to bread and uh, bread and butter runner? That's the third and three guy when Jackson's not on the scramble that picks up that tough first down for you. And I don't think that guy is their current runner. Uh, come on, Chuck, you and your damn notes. Uh, what's their running back's uh, name? Jeez. Um, oh, okay, uh, we'll get it. Well, they, I mean, they lost They lost their running back at the beginning of the year. Oh. That hurt them, J.K. Dobbins. Yeah, I was just going to say, yeah. Dobbins was no their wonder. horse in the backfield no before he got hurt. No wonder. Get with the program, Chuck. Yeah, you're missing a good football he, he, season. Last, okay. last year, he averaged wow. 5.7 <gasps> yards per attempt. Really? Yeah. He was. Good. He only played eight games. He's been injury prone his whole career. So this is his third year. Uh, he came oh, in twenty twenty. He only started one game, and uh, he uh, he did fine. He averaged six yards in an attempt for that season. Year two, he started half the games. Uh, only average. Let's say only average. He averaged uh, <laughs> five point seven yards per attempt. And this wow. year, he only got one game and uh, eight attempts and Ohio State. Got hurt. 
Where's he from? College? Because he was prolific in college, right? I remember. Chad, look that up. He was up, place. up for the Heisman. I don't, know if, I don't know if I'll ever play again. Yeah, I think it was an Achilles injury at Ohio State. Oh, well, yeah, Ohio State. So, I mean, yeah, he was, back-to-back yeah. years of injury. This guy, this, it's a sad story. He, yeah. could, be, he could be shot. Wow. Um, no, he could just be done, not be able to come back here. But yeah. hopefully he's able to come back and get back on the field. But it's right. so tough, back-to-back significant injuries like this here. I'm pretty sure the name I was looking for was Gus Edwards, if you check it out, of the running back. Uh, he's just not going to get it done for you, you know. He, I think he was under 800 yards this year, 4.1 average. That does not deliver to bacon. Oscar Meyer bacon. Had it Marin made a meatloaf last night with extra thick bacon on top. It was unbelievable. Now, now don't, make, don't let me break in. I'd love to Go be ahead, an Oscar in. Meyer wiener. <laughs> oh God, that is what I'd really like to be. All right, guys. Here are the <laughs> stats that we, uh, that we promised you. Let's put a fence around the uh, stats um, on on this situation for Mahomes, regular season, sixty six percent. This is seven years. This is baked in. Okay, this is fully mature, as we say in finance. Okay, sixty six percent passing completion ratio. Okay, postseason. Now remember, the defensive schemes are more sophisticated, and the defenses are tougher. Da 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 da. da. So you're supposed to go down, uh, like Jackson does. So Mahomes goes from 66 regular season. Want to take a guess postseason, Coach? Quick? No, I okay. don't have what? anything in my mind, no. be honest Just, with you. Gee, guys, you weren't going to get executed if you're wrong. No. 67%. He's oh. up, okay? Quarterback rating uh, also uh, skyrockets, too. So yards per catch, postseason, higher. Uh, the last three years... He has had uh, 73, 72, and 68% at times during the regular season. It's unbelievable. His regular season overall QBR, 103. Playoff QBR, 106. This is a guy that seizes the opportunity, gets his butt coached up, and um, is much better in postseason Against the threshold that he establishes in the regular season, that's the best in the league. But he's that's hard you, to do. You can just use the word consistent with him, no matter what stats you're throwing up there. I well, mean, he's I going th- up I a think few points a here more, or there, but I mean, never, yeah. never way down. It's a little more magnanimous than just yeah. con- he's consistent, right? Can we? Can you give me? Yeah. Can you give me? I'm incredible. No real lows there, you know. Just kept no. Going up. I'm talking about a guy that's way up, but is it consistent or incredible? I think it's both. It's, it's both. consistently incredible. Very good, Jeff. <laughs> I'll tell you. you know, and it's and funny. we wonder why we call him the Wiz. If you take it even uh, further to the best quarterback of all time, Tom Brady. Right, thanks for raining on my parade. But go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. What did I you have that on your agenda? Uh, of course I did, but no, run with it. I was going to uh, hold Brady. I'm going to give you Brady, and I'll do Bradshaw, and I'll do Montana. Okay, about that. Okay. I don't follow. Uh, you will. Stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen. Lamar Jackson, regular season, a lot of seasons here. This is not two seasons, sixty-four percent. So he's you know relatively close to Mahomes, sixty-four versus sixty-six, uh, at a ninety-eight QBR. Playoffs for Lamar Jackson. Do you want to take a guess at that, Coach Al? Let's drop down to about forty-five or so. That would be really low. He probably 50, wouldn't. 54. If he was 45, I don't think he could be functional and be in the game. 57. Mm-hmm. So he goes from 64 to 57. How about this? And 98 QBR regular season for Jackson. And don't send me a text that we sent you too many stats. These <laughs> stats are relevant, timely, and you love them. Stop. His QBR goes from 98 postseason to 75. So when Stephen A says that he's a choke, and I don't like to use that word to describe anybody, professional players, whatever. Man is chef. It's, I, got, I got to tell you, man. To deserve, it's to a fitting term, though. It you is. Know, a choke it is, is a very fitting term for people who just don't step up when they need it to. Are you relating it to moment? I'm sorry. You just opened up that net. You just opened up that net. So I'm I, relating it to the Philadelphia Phillies. I don't know. Specifically, tower. you know, Larry Bow was saying they didn't choke, and so they did choke. Yeah. But whatever. <laughs> right. Choking is when you don't Step up when you're supposed to step up. Just playing way worse when it matters. You were not referring to the end of the, or, or No, I was tournament. not. Okay. Good. That's a story for another day. Anyway, that's your background on Lamar Jackson. 
And it, it is the stuff that choking is made of. There's no doubt about it. Now, do you want any more benchmarks? We'll give you a benchmark. Joe Montana was a pretty darn good quarterback, right? He was uh, 63. Now, remember, different time frame in basketball, baseball, football, all the sports. Different time frames have to be evaluated within a certain uh, duration, um, right? Grouping of years, uh, decades than, than others. So the the point we make here is that the passing uh completion ratio was not as high the further back you go and that's the again why not a conversation from another podcast it's actually a good one montana was 63 percent with a highest 70 one year what was montana in the playoffs 63 percent uh so he was your word Consistent. consistent uh joe montana uh but he wasn't 67 percent like Mahomes in the postseason, he didn't have a QBR of 106. Holy, holy, that's high. Uh, last but not least, uh, Terry Bradshaw. Well, shocking. He plays back in the 70s. And, and, and a lot of the numbers were really digressed back then. They're much lower than they are now. That's a hint. So Bradshaw was 51% in the regular season. Kind of hard to believe. Um, and 70 uh, QBR. And 58% in the playoffs. How about that? A, a quarterback today, 58%, uh, he really can't He really can't function. He really can't play. Oh, or he's Lamar Jackson. I went a long way to get there, didn't I? I went a long way. What a trail. What a trail to get there. Yeah, look at McCaffrey all beat up. Look at his head. We got McCaffrey here on the screen with ESPN, and it looks like he just came out of an MMA bout with his forehead all beat up and – my kind of guy, man. So that's uh, there. You go. You, you have it. You got some statistical. Uh, you know, it's amazing too. With there. Pittsburgh, with Lynn Swan and Dave Stallworth. Yeah. I mean, two fantastic receivers. Yeah, yeah. great running backs. Yeah, just, you know, athletes nowadays, as we all know, bigger fish are stronger, oh. and you're not going to cover them. And you know, it's just. Bud, give us Brady. All right, so Brady versus Mahomes, first seven years of their career, because that's where Mahomes is at right now. So this is apples to apples comparison. Yeah. I guess maybe the NFL's changed a bit. Uh, record, they're almost identical. Mahomes edges at 74 and 22 versus Brady with 70 and 24. Uh, so four more wins for, for Mahomes there. Completion percentage, Mahomes is, and this is going to be the short version. Mahomes is going to win most of these by a lot. Completion percentage is up to 66.5 versus 62. Passing yards, he's got 7,000 more passing yards at 28,000. Yards, uh, yards per attempt, he's a full point higher set at 7.9 versus 7.0. Yards per game, he's way up. Passing touchdowns, he's way up at over 60 more. Interceptions, he's way down. 78 interceptions for Brady versus 63 for Mahomes. Quarterback rating, way up, or just the uh, 88.4 for Brady, 103.5 for Mahomes. And then rushing attempts, obviously, that's way up for Mahomes as well. The only thing Brady edges him on, Super Bowl championships with three. Yeah, Mahomes has two. Obviously, he's going for a third now. Right. Uh, Mahomes has two Super Bowl MVPs. Brady also had two Super Bowl MVPs by this point, so Mahomes can win that. Uh, he kills him in Pro Bowls. He's got six Pro Bowls, all pros. MVPs already has two. Brady had none at this point. Mahomes, if, if he keeps this up, I mean, he's playing like the best quarterback of all time right now. He's a way ahead of where Tom Brady was, yeah. who I think most people agree is the yeah. greatest quarterback of all time. And he's only seven seasons in. I mean, he could play for yeah. – now, can he do it for another 15 years, 20 years, or not 20 years? Can he do it for another 15 years? That's what it's going to come down to. We have a formidable combination of a quarterback and a coach that's in practice unstoppable. And you, and you were saying to Chad's point, a mere – eight weeks ago that they were done put a fork in them i guess here's a question then where would the eagles be if andy andy reed was still coaching yeah it's a great do question. they win do they win a super bowl do they have two maybe are they still right. playing today well, he had 14 cracks, because had none but he got better yeah but i think homes. the talent now on the team yeah they had some good rosters they had some really good rosters but right now i feel like with the talent they've had the past five years or maybe not five four years and haven't won has been really, really disappointing. If it's true that they got the best offensive line in football, and let's downgrade it to top three. 
Yeah, I think, fair. Yeah, because I think it's no longer the best. And you put I those agree. two prolific 1,000-yard receivers with them. Come yep. on. They don't miss anything. Does, does Brown miss a, a, a pass? And you take the off. He gets, he, he gets it. He gets whacked. He comes down with it. I love him when he does that. Good. I think the the most um, the biggest benefit of having having Andy Reid back with the Eagles would be you get the offensive mind that Andy Reid brings. Yeah. And versus Nick Sirianni, who pretty much has said uh, he uh, does not call the offense. He does not done. know how to call the offense. So I mean, football is all about offense now. It really is. The Chiefs, you no know, defense is great, but. It's all about scoring points, it is. and and it's it's an offensive driven league, and you when you have you have one of the best offensive minds in football versus Nick Sirianni, who doesn't even call the plays and says I need to bring an offensive coordinator in to do that. I'm just I don't know what he's doing. Yeah, well, either does he, but if you listen to the press conference, he doesn't know what he's doing. He get and then he used the CEO thing. Well, I'm going to be the CEO. You know, CEOs have solutions. They're visionaries. They have a game plan. They have an idea or two. I mean, holy Toledo. Coach, stop with the CEO thing. We just said you don't know how to put offensive defensive schemes together. I understand that the coordinators are the specials. We get that. But you weren't able to make any, give them input to make changes last year. How do you run out six, seven games to end the season that inept? You didn't have a play up your sleeve. You know, I don't. I don't, oh my I don't lord! The, I don't think the players respect Nick Sirianni at all. They don't like they did they a, uh, like they did like Andy Reid for something where you see an Andy Reid a few weeks ago. Yeah, you know, goes over and he and he bumps into uh, Travis yeah, yeah, Kelsey yeah, yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah. like and that. That was it. That was, that was it. it. Yeah, you, I don't think Sirianni has the respect of the players to do that. I think he's kind of silly. No, it starts when he first got in. So oh, I'm gonna go play rock paper scissors with you guys in the right, hallway. Right, yeah, right. it's just a bunch. Climb of, the fence. And it's back just a bunch game. of bogus stuff. It he reminds me of a twelve of a twelve year old coach. Yeah, you know, trying to motivate twelve year olds. Yeah, stuff. yeah, that's it's, a good it's, point. It's like, like like Babe Ruth baseball stuff. Like, right. <laughs> where's right. the real coach? You right. Know? And right. Is this, like does this line sound there. familiar? It's on me. I got to put in a better position to win. Here's a question yeah, for Chad you. Yeah, but Chad was talking about their silliness. Yeah. He wanted to play Here's silliness. a question for you. Let's go back when they're 10-1, and one, when you're talking about Hurts possibly being an MVP candidate. How about that? We were saying that. Right about now, when you've seen a lot of other quarterbacks in this and that, where do you think Hurts would rate right now from uh, 1 to 10? Uh, I th- I th- against his current group? Well, it's the rankings where he is. He ended up. No, 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 I don't think you necessarily just take just this year. Well, that's, you, you're better than just. You know, Mahomes didn't have his best year, but he's still arguably the best quarterback. He's still the best quarterback in football. In answer to question, I was just going to give the ranking, his ranking. Right, but I thought we were saying this year, though. Yeah, it was 12th. Yeah, but I think he's better than 12th. I think he could be 9th. Oh, I agree. No, I thought, I'm sorry. I thought, you know, I was looking at my note sheet. No, we're saying right I now. I said this year. No, we're saying rank the top 10 quarterbacks in football we right now. We were all fired up last week. We we're not We're we, not talking about where he statistically ended. Just last to clarify. Last week, we put a thumb up his butt. He still didn't respond. Now, this week, he's all he's moving, man. Yeah. Yeah, he took quite a hit last night, too, from Tommy. Don't <laughs> <laughs> talk about it. Sorry, don't start. Okay, to answer your question, we all believe that Hurts is – Way better than he played this year, right? But right now, with with the the ranking, if he ranked quarterbacks, I think Hurt would would be eighth or tenth. Right. That's that's the that's the big question. Yeah, Where yeah, does yeah, he yeah. come I don't down think to? The controversy there. Because um, yeah. right now, if you look at QBR for this year, Hurts was thirteenth. Okay. Now the guys ahead of him, so, who I think he's familiar. he's better than. Um, or let me let me name the quarterbacks. I in no particular order that I do not think. Jalen Hurts is better than. So the guys I think are better than J- Jalen Hurts. Yep, fair enough. Brock Purdy, Dak Prescott, Ooh. Josh Allen, Ooh. Lamar Jackson, Oh my God, Justin Herbert, Whew. Mahomes, yep. Tua, Ugh. Jared Goff. I think that's it. And there's a fair argument. Oh, and, you know, I would say <laughs> C.J. Stroud, if he develops next yeah, year, Stroud, I think has Stroud. the potential to be better yeah, as well. He looks like his adjustment's ridiculous. And yeah, gonna... but what about Jordan Love? I mean, yeah, well, he had a good year too. He's got. To, I mean, it's possible that Hurts might end up being a, a top twelve quarterback in the league if he, if some other guys step up next year and he does and he does not. Now we got a thirty-five year old coming in from San Diego. Yeah, he was San Diego one year with Dallas four years before that. Now, good reputation. I'll tell you what. 
35 years old. I think he has the potential. This might Can sound crazy. Can we mention crazy. his name, please? Kellen Moore. We didn't say that. Okay. Good. Kellen Moore, okay. And I watched him play many games at Bo- Boise State. Believe it or not, he was a Heisman finalist one okay. year. Okay, yeah. And his record at Boise State was 50-3. and three. They had two undefeated mm-hmm. seasons in a row. He was a left-handed quarterback, never got drafted. Right. He was real heady, but didn't have that super quick arm yeah. and a little bit slow. But mentally, and I watched Boise State, and they ran a really neat offense. So I'm hoping that he can imply. Maybe. I mean, it's not going to be a great thing to, I mean, but almost – Almost a whole new offense. You've got to put motion. Boise so. State blue field at night. That, that's what it was. Oh, did I lose some brutal bets at, at one o'clock in the morning in that blue field? I swear, I blamed it on the blue field. By the way, well, where does this guy come from? He hasn't played in the NFL since 2015. He was strictly a backup quarterback, yeah, third string quarterback. With I don't a couple think the teams. new world I mean, is a I, bunch was of he was he on was he on teams? I Just think he might have never. Had, he hasn't yeah. had a pass since 2015. That's so what I said. He, you know, he, he was about the offensive coordinator. Talking about Kellen Moore. Yeah, he was not yeah. drafted. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think you have other young guys. Just why is it him though? Like, is he really the most qualified guy? I well, would question that, bud. Too. I had like to the say, guy. And, and, the guy has never played in the NFL. And wait till no. We, ex- I mean, he played yeah. one year. No experience. Right. Not good. Yet here he is, ready to lead Jalen Hurts. But there are young coaches that are prolific that have ne- never played. Yeah, I guess the yeah. argument is you don't have to be a good player to be a good coach. Oh no, we, exactly. I no, and I I do agree that. with that. But Andy Reid's a good example. We've solved that long time ago. I just feel like this was a time to bring in a chalk pick, and I don't know if that guy was out there or not. He may have been out there. I, I just yeah. feel like chalk and safe would have been good for Jalen Hurts right now, uh, for where he's at in his career to bring in someone. Much older, I feel yeah, like. Yeah. Very seasoned. I don't know who that would be. Right. But let's go out and let's go sign Peyton Manning to a ridic- ridic- ridiculous contract. Because I got some real bad news for you on uh, on the defensive coordinator, and it doesn't it does not insinuate that he will not be effective. I'm just trying to bring you up to date. So get all this defensive ranking for Miami last year, yada, yada, blah, blah, look inside the damn stat, right? Which I, I, I called on the radio, I called to the radio this week, and what I told them was, can we throw out the 11 horrific teams that Miami played last year? The Jets twice, New England, da-da, da-da, da-da. Do you want to guess, guys, how many yards the Jets, do you remember that fill-in quarterback one week? I, I think it was Chad's friend, Nick, the, the guy that played, the Irish kid that played for the Jets one week, do you have any idea what his name was? No, I thought you were going to go with DeVito there. No, nah, that, that, that was the Giants. Okay, the Jets against the Dolphins, two games, over, under. Tell me how many total yards the Jets had against the Dolphins in two games, Coach, real quick. Just a guess. Total yards? Yeah, total yards. Two games? Yeah. Six, 600. Six, well, that would be three per game. Bud? 400? Yeah. How about total games, 260 yards of offense, two games? This is the Jets we're talking about, right? Yeah, that will skew a number for Miami. That will skew the defensive number, okay? So let me get to my point, Chuck. As my mom would say, get to your point. Now let's look at the 500 teams, okay? I'm interested. We always kept two sets of books. Both of you guys coached with me. You know we did. And often we had a postseason lineup different than regular season. And I'd have the parent come up to me, all right, Lisa, not Lisa, Lisa, wrong example. Uh, and we would show them why against the better competition. I hate to tell you, great athlete, your kid's a good athlete, but she's not doing well in this situation. We're going to drop her to seventh, no big deal. It's a team approach, right? Separate set of books. They're one in six against the 500 teams last year. You're interested in that. You want to know how many points they allowed, defensive coordinator. 32 points in those seven games. You're interested in that. Sure you are. Then your mind should take you to any real any real bad ones. I mean, is, is there like anything horrific that even the Eagles last year would never allow happen? See, uh, well, there is actually. The Ravens scored 56 points against the Dolphins, and the Bills scored 48. Okay. <laughs> and, of course, the Eagles scored 32 or 34. In those three games, my last question about this guy, 
how many total yards did this guy's vaulted defense? How many total yards? What's his cat's name? Filippi or defensive friend? Friends? What's it? Fangio. Fangio. How many total yards in those three losses did, did the Dolphins give up? And these were all meaningful games. How many total yards in three games? 1,350. 1,500 yards, 500 wow. per game. That's, that's pretty bad. How do you like him now? You know, I, I don't know enough quite about it to, I mean, people okay. say he's good, so I'm well, I'm just going to tell you that a quality defense is not allowing. I mean, the Eagles last year did give up 56 points. No, but, you know, a lot of, I don't know enough about the rosters. A lot of it comes down to, you know, coaching versus the players. The coaches coach, the players got to perform. Yeah. It's, if sometimes you've got bad guys out there just not performing. Yeah, I find you know. it disqualifying. I find it utterly disqualifying. Anyway, uh, yeah, what, what, would you make? Would you blame the Eagles' defensive coordinator for how bad the Eagles' defense was this year? Or would you blame Howie Roseman for putting up atrocious group three, of guys out three there? Three words, Absolutely. right there: lack of talent. Yeah, yeah. both. No doubt about it. Yeah. yeah, and we went through this last week. We won't go through it again. Al punctuated uh, and articulated the players not back, and then you added Epps. At the yeah, end of all yeah. that. Yeah, he was a starter. Which I found mesmerizing, yeah. And some of the guys that you talked about were having good weekends. Like the one defensive back came off the field yesterday, fired up for San Fran, is it? Uh, uh, Dull- or Darby yeah, or yeah, anyway, like, Russell Douglas. That's I've another one of Al's, play. Al's guys. Hey, this guy Booker in the NBA, can anybody cover this cat? Oh, Kevin Booker is fantastic. Holy Toledo, 109 points. You ready in, for this? This last there. four games... He's yeah, ha- he has. Oh, he's averaged fifty point one in four games, and and he has to shoot to do this. There's no inside <laughs> stuff. I heard Embiid didn't show didn't show up Saturday night. Oh, <laughs> they played. Now you, since you joke. since you brought it up, you saw him in joke. in sweats oh before the game. He was a last minute yeah, type thing. It's all set up. So there yeah. they are sitting on the Eagles. Yeah, I mean on the uh, Sixers bench. You had Embiid. Yeah, Maxi with an right. ankle. Tobias with an illness. Yeah. Melton with a bad back. So too bad. Too bad. Had, that's enough. Too bad that the NBA doesn't get involved. Other than three, it just becomes a long list. Yeah. Uh, uh, they always say on the radio, keep your list of three. They should, the, the NBA should get into that. And should, it's just, you just can't do that to the fans and whatnot. And, and you know, strategically, it's better for him to be not to play in the high-level competition against that guy and stuff like that. It, it's a sad, it's a joke. It is an absolute joke. We were going to open up with Embiid's 70-point game and the radio excerpt, which is pretty good and all. I refuse to do it. I refuse to do it. it absolutely positively, especially since a bunch of other players put up 60 and 70. Yeah. And, the, and the scoring in the NBA looks like we're doing an NBA take right now. I promise you we're not. I have a, a grid that will show you that the points per game now is up to like 126 what do you think it was 10 years ago? Top, top team. Probably, 10, 100, just, probably 100. Yeah, just 10 years ago, man. Like a 108, 112, you know. Yeah. So uh, they're not covered anybody. Three-point shooting is going up to 40% uh, across the board. Um, but anyway, we didn't, we didn't do justice to the San Fran-Detroit game. Bud, your overarching comment on that game. Well... I mean, it's kind of was going to be my rant on on the on the Lions, since I know we didn't dive in too much about it. But I'll just maybe save that and say uh, the Lions really uh, they fell apart. They had yeah. some bad decisions. They didn't step up when they needed to. The nope. better now the better teams going on to the Super Bowl. So overall, I'm happy that it's going to be uh, a 49ers Chiefs rematch. Um, so I think you know, it's going to be a much better Super Bowl with the, with the 49ers in it. I think we have a, a very brief video clip on this. I don't regret those decisions, and that's hard. You know, it's hard because you know they didn't. We didn't come through. It wasn't able to to work out. But I just I don't I don't. And I understand the scrutiny I'll get. That's part of the gig, man. Um, but you know, we just just didn't work out. Yeah, so the quarterback comes to his rescue and says, you uh, you did it all season. You do it now. I could not disagree more. I'd like to turn the floor over to Coach Al first. No, I agree. You know, With, things, things that got you through the season, it comes down to the situation when you're talking about, you know, trying to go to Super Bowl. And, 
he went with his gut, and his gut was wrong a couple of times. And plus, they dropped a, two or three passes that were uh, that should have been caught and got caught in other games. And I mean, it wound up being you know three points. You figure, but they had a good shot to win that game. So you're supporting the the, the go for it on fourth down. Well, there I'm surprised. Was, there was two different situations, yes. I think, in that game. That and and uh, I think he said, and he even is that the one he called the official over to the side and said, just how much is it? And if it was like two and a half yards, well, yeah. we're going to kick the field goal. If it had been less than two, they'd have ran the ball or, or, or made a play. Yeah, I think it was a fourth and three and a fourth and five, whatever. But okay, you support uh, Chad? No. no, no, I, I don't. I, I wasn't huge on it. Um, this first one more acceptable, I think, than the second one. Mm-hmm. If you could tie the game, just tie tie the game up and hope your defense makes makes a stop. But uh, the logic, I guess, was they're going to score again, so we need to score, and yeah, it just it didn't work out. You know, it's a decision. It's if you, if he converts, they call him a genius. And if he fails, call him you know a moron right. on the media and stuff. It's kind of what is the saying or whatever it is yeah pick your poison uh in the first instance he has correct me if i'm wrong he has a chance to go up 17. it was a 14 point lead at the time field goal makes it 17. second half third quarter he was up 17. he would have been with the field goal i believe so yeah right well we'll know if we're wrong check it out by while we're talking we can always walk it back I believe they were up 14, and they went for the conversion to be able to go in to make it 21, and the field goal would have made it 17. Or they were up 17, and that would have made it 20. I feel slightly differently if that's the case, but I do believe it was a third-score scenario. Um, Listen, I know they did that all year long, and I think the success rate is astronomically positive, like 20 out of 24 or something like that. It's really good. Enough so to make you say, yeah, the analytic support and all. But you don't always do, and I tell this to my employees, I tell it to my kids, if you, if you get your finger burnt, you know, nine straight times, don't assume the burner's on the tenth time, and it's not necessarily, and maybe it won't. You have to still evaluate every situation Definitely. independent of prior experience. Put the experience over it. It's an applicator, but still make an independent decision and in that situation that late i would have wanted to force san francisco to have to score an extra time Are we there yet bud on that yeah so this was uh i think beginning of the third quarter all right uh there let's see it was 24 to 10 okay and 14. it was fourth and two yeah. and uh they're on the san fran 28 yard line yeah, it's a sure three so it would have been up 17 would yeah. have put a 27 10. yeah 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 yeah. and that's going to make them have to think when they when they get the ball just like we talked about the mindset that mahomes develops when he comes out and goes 11 for 11. how do you feel in defense okay if you're baltimore and he's 11 for 11. how confident are you al yeah. Not much. Not much. Not much. So if they kick the field goal to go up three scores, that's the point. How you feel about the rest of your everybody's got the mojo gone, right? The second I can't go back because we had too many texts last night, unfortunately, in the room. But the second Chad's got the text, the second he goes for it, I put out to our immediate group, I said, quote, watch the wheels come off now and how quickly they come off. Now, I had no idea my prognostication was going to play out the way it did, where the wheels flew off and everything, fumble, da-da-da. But, you know, before you know it, you know, San Francisco tied the game was taking the lead. Just what that does to the mindsets and momentum and being able to keep the game in a slow pace versus playing at their pace, stuff like that, you just don't turn the game momentum back over to the other team if you don't pick up that first down. You just don't do it. That's where you say to the coaches, guys, we're 85% successful this season doing this, but in this situation right now, let's pick up that third score is my opinion. Big difference. Third score against two scores. You're exactly right. Yeah, and boy, I text out, watch how fast the wheels are going to come off, and next thing you know, know, San Fran's up and then – then at one point they're covering, 
but there's still three minutes to go. If there's three minutes to go, you wouldn't call that game over on the point spread, would you? Out there? No, I'm, I wouldn't. No. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we know something Anyway, uh, there's a whole lot of things in that game, too. Like, uh, isn't that the game where you, you get the play where the ball bounces off the interception guy and it goes in the air and the San Francisco guy gets it? And off his helmet. Yeah. yeah. And I, and yeah. I, I catches it. Yeah. I'd rather be lucky than good. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, Dan, no doubt about it. I, were you overall, were you super impressed with San Francisco? I was not. No, but you just had that feeling that they're going to be coming back and coming back and, yeah. and the way it played out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, that's that's the play Kansas City picks up the first down on. That's what a lot of teams, Chad, right there would not go for that conversion in the air. Talking the about clock. the end of the yeah. Chiefs game. Yeah, wouldn't do it. Would not do it. Would not do it. And they got the courage to do it, all right? But um, the um, – there is, there is, you know, there's always going to – I'll tell you who's a beast. The Eagles don't talk about linebackers. Is there any play that that guy, Fred Warner, Werner, oh. he's not involved in? And you know what? When you look inside the game, because I was up early this morning, we'll look at the analysis, he's key on the third down play that ordinarily, certainly against the Eagles, would have been wide open for the first down. The reason Detroit had to go on fourth and two is because of the tackle Warner makes on third and five. They run the ball, and when they show you the replay, it looks wide open. The run's going to pick up the first down, and here he comes out, you know, not slide off of him. Boom, seals it down. It's fourth and two. Same thing on the other the last place, third and nine, when they did it a second time, and they make two plays on defense. And, hey, hats off, man. I mean, but the Eagles don't value linebackers, right? They don't think of – by the way, he had a 136 tackles this year. Does that seem pretty good? Well, it's, unless you talk about – solo, bud. Yeah, the guy's a stud. And he did it last year. That's yeah, a stud. Yeah, but a stud. T- linebackers do not matter. T.J. Edwards had 155. Did he, Al? Yeah, yeah, all pro with the Bears, yeah. Uh, and and we wouldn't pay him – Nineteen million for the three years. Not only do you know the one fifty five, but then you taught me on my stats. Well, Campbell said I just felt really, uh, you know, I felt really sorry for the guys. I had to go for it, and it backfired. He's going to live with that the rest of his life. And now with a tougher schedule, okay, that's what happens. If you could bring Detroit two thousand twenty four schedule up, by the way, the way, Coach and I are talking here, it's out there. It won't have the exact schedule. It's just going to have home and away, but. It, there's no lock Detroit comes back. That's not the way the NFL works right now. And when it's all said and done, now that the Eagles imploded, tell me who you're really good. You're not going to say elite, because we did think at one point that San Francisco was elite. They're far from it. Who are your really good teams in the NFC, Al? Well, I guess you got to say Buffalo. No, uh, uh, NFC. Oh, the NFC. NFC. Okay. Uh, not, nobody's jumping out at me super. I mean. San Fran, maybe. Right? Oh, yeah. Detroit. that That's like the given right. with all their. But you're not going Eagles. You're not going Dallas. You're not, you can't. Right? No. Atlanta. Right? New Orleans. I'm not going Dallas. Imagine even I hate them. And so as they got yeah. McCarthy there. I, to yeah. Me Some of these teams are over 500, like the, like the Saints. <laughs> AFC, anybody jump out other than Kansas City? No, Kansas yeah. City's cream of the crop for, yeah. as far as I'm yeah, concerned. Baltimore, maybe. So, that was my point all year long. Your Honor, I rest. Thank you for the court's time. But that was my point all year. I just thought the NFL was unbelievably diluted. Let's uh, let's Ben Simmons comes back this week. Speaking of basketball, Whoopee. how about that news? Yeah. And baseball news, we're getting closer and closer to spring training. I got a guy. So we go to football, we lock it up. We're, yeah. we're good because we won't be back here for two weeks. We're going to be off next week. Did anybody read the article on Annie Calambi, the, the uh, head of analytics for the Phillies? It was in Saturday's yeah. Inquirer. Fascinating article. This guy was with uh, Tampa and put that whole analytics department together. Well, I got the article. I, I can share it with you. I have it on my phone. If you read the article, I, I sent it to Bo with a couple comments. The reliance that the Phillies make upon him him and his department and how he has helped player development decisions with relievers 
late in the game, they're giving an awful lot of credit. The guys at the top of the C-suite to the Phillies, Dombrowski and whatnot, you got to read their quotes. It's not maybe. It's no mixed emotions. No, no, no. This guy is getting a tremendous amount of the credit for changing pitchers' arm angles and breathing and when to do something. Okay, so for the people that bash analytics, if you did not read Saturday's Inquirer, and great guy too, and, and what Dombrowski said, his best talent or skill, whatever, people's skill, is the fact that you know he knows more. You know he does. And yet his humility is such where he never puts himself in a position to make you look like you're inferior, or which he said you think all the time that you are because you can't talk his language. He has a way of making it part of just this, an idea. He gives you a solution, but never like you must do this and stuff like that. He goes where at times you, you know he's right, but he makes it feel like it's a 50-50 you know, deal as far as the input and whatnot. you got to read the article. You'll, you'll come away with a whole new understanding of how much analytics means in baseball. The Phillies are not a unicorn. It's where everybody's at. They were late to the party, by the way, the Phillies were, in developing an analytics uh, um, department. But uh, this guy did the same thing in Tampa, and he was hard to pry away from Tampa. Look at the su- su- success. And everybody said, bud, we said to Boa every time we had him on, what's Tampa doing that nobody else can figure out? What would Boa say? We don't know. We don't know what the hell's going down in Tampa, what they're doing. Well, it's this guy's ideologies, this guy's methodologies, how he's looking at everything. It's a fantastic article. Uh, and uh, it, it, you really got to read it. So Dombrowski said he turned down several offers for Kirkering is the pitcher. Yeah. Yeah, first name Al. Yeah. Yeah, not Kirkering, first name. Uh, Orion, Am I losing you? Orion, O-R-I-A-N-I-O-N. It's pronounced uh, Orion. How about the GM saying he's turned turned down big offers for the yeah. guy? Yeah. Well, people have seen his arm and how much his ball moves and everything. So So they're talking about him being the uh, projected closer. That's fascinating. Well, the guy you're talking about that, the you know, Let's hope he can help in developing yeah. like McGarry and and Abel and uh, yeah. and then when Painter's ready and the one thing I do want to say is keep an eye on uh, on uh, Jackson Holiday, son of Matt. Matt was three hundred three eighty five ten eight ninety prolific hitter. Watch Jackson Holiday, who did something that no other minor leaguer I've ever followed has done. Five levels. Last year to Martyr Lake. Wow. This guy went from low A, and they tried to then, you know, adjust it to A+. Plus. <laughs> and this next one, triple A. And this guy ends up at 326, 450 on base, 500 slug, and 940 OPS in his minor league career so far. Jackson Holiday, they got him rated at 73 out of 80. Who's he with? Who's he with? Baltimore. Well, Baltimore, Baltimore, another young talent, yeah. middle infielder, just what they need, right? And they and they're saying most of the articles are saying, don't be surprised at the water cooler to start telling people he'll be in the opening day lineup wow. this, this year, because they they can't contain him in the minors. Wherever they put him in to challenge him, he's putting up Babe Ruth numbers. He's that good a player, and they said just wait till you see what he does with the Orioles lineup, right? Keep an eye on him, and with that. I have other baseball, but time does not allow. We got, you know, I don't know. We got long-winded somewhere. Grant Rave, coach. Well, I was going to I'm going to tell you how much the quarterbacks, Mahomes and Purdy, have impressed me when you when we see Hurts all year and, and other people. They just, I didn't realize that they were that quick. Purdy, I thought, you know, was the, definitely the slide-down guy. He yeah. kept it two or three times yesterday, ran into people. and uh, He's Purdy. And that gets you nothing but respect from your teammates and so forth. And yeah. uh, really a, a step above those young two men. So they're the t- right about now, they're maybe the two best quarterbacks are in the Super Bowl. On performance-wise. Yeah, very possible. I don't possible. think anybody's going to argue that, really. I don't think so. 
Uh, both can run, which is fantastic to see that. How Mahomes does that? He does that fake throw. Oh. Uh, the, hey, at linebackers, do me a favor. When Mahomes comes at you, puts the ball right in and pumps it up like he's going to throw over you, don't leave your feet because he's not. Okay? Uh, I got this to say, and this is not a negative comment that I would want to make after a glorious weekend. We had uh, the kids, grandkids over. Just all good. I watched that um, Ravens game and was embarrassed for the organization in terms of this, the thuggery going on on the field with the Ravens. I've always said, my dad always said, a lot of coaches I played for that were, were successful, always said the culture beats skill. I never knew what it meant. and I think I learned this weekend. But when you got players that are malcontents, pop-offs, and, and doing their own thing with their own agenda and not part of a system-wide commitment, you know, loyalty comes into that. My Lord, if you have it in business, you have no chance because you've just lost a client every time it happens. So you have no chance. Literally no chance if you have it in business, okay? It certainly does apply to sports. And when you see the heat was on after a couple little, so what? You have your little football fights like it's common in a game of that emotion. And all of a sudden, the Ravens players, you know, taking personal foul, cheap shots, swinging their club over Mahomes' head. Could have broke his neck on one of them, okay? Face mask, one that they didn't call. It was a straight-down, pull-down face mask. This is intent to hurt. Uh, and then the guy that makes the play stands over the other guy, spitting the ball. Flowers, like yeah. All that arrogance is an absolute profound, okay, sad exhibit of we have zero discipline when it matters, and guess what? All those coaches that tell us, and I'm sure they do, not to do that crap, you know, stick it in your hat. We'll do what we want when we want because we are arrogant and we we call the shots, you know, and, and it, it is thuggery. And it, you can't tell me that the timing of those four personal fouls may not have impacted Bud the outcome of the game. Two of them, bef- now. Two of them before the half, you could have had possession of the ball. Okay, absolutely, positively, you could. What was the total? Eight fouls for a hundred yards. Kansas City had like three for fifteen. You can't put that into that box score model and say, okay, it's going to be a close game. Okay, we're going to survive a couple near things, but we're also going to foul to a hundred yards. All right, and give them. It was third down. The, the 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 possession was over. First down, personal foul. I just thought it was absolutely. Horrendous and young kids, you know the adults are too old. But young kids, if you're watching that stuff, don't ever, you know, business, work, school, your teachers, don't ever resort to that type of behavior, which demeans everybody around you, your instructors, everybody. Okay, brings the whole house down. That type of behavior, I lose respect for the Ravens organization. Because of it, and I don't think that's too strong uh, of a review, recapitulation, I stand by it. It it was pathetic. I'll give you an example. If that was the Eagles, you might have had Dawkins coming out to pump up the crowd. Did did you see who the Ravens had out pumping them up? That didn't work. Ray Lewis. That didn't work. No, the other guy came out. Interestingly, his name was Thugs. Nuts, Thugs. Suggs. 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 That didn't work either. You're on the air, bud. Well, I would uh, rave on uh, just Mahomes and how uh, incredible it is that we're seeing a, seeing a guy at his age, his uh, only s- seven years in the NFL, and, and having had this much success with a chance, chance to get his third Super Bowl, uh, just incredible. I mean, just we're, we're just watching history here with this guy every week. He goes out there, and he may not always have his best games week in and week out, but put him in the postseason, and it's just he just turns a different switch. Um, so really cool that we're watching him and be able to watch to watch a quarterback, um, you know, every, every year now, see, you know, see his career trajectory and say, can he be the next Tom Brady? Can he get to seven Super Bowls? And just awesome, really cool to watch. Yeah, Jared Goff says, I love it. Keep us out there. We should convert next time. Well, Jared, I got some bad news for you. It didn't work yesterday. So you're, you're going to be home watching the Super Bowl, buddy. Uh, so that's it uh, for the Monday podcast. 
We're off next week. Let's call it a little uh, respite, a little vacation week. We'll be back after the Super Bowl on Monday. And then we use the next two weeks to assess the podcast. What are we, 110 shows Something in? like that. Something yeah. like that. Uh, the commitment we make, the audience we have, we appreciate you. Uh, the talent, uh, the guests, we still have all of our guests lined up. We're not sure with Charlie what the circumstances are yet, although he's recovered terrifically. Uh, but Bo is in, and, and anybody else who's been with the show is still committed, which is great. Uh, just have to assess a lot of things yet. And, and the biggest challenge we have out there right now, in a good way, is Gribbling Financial. We're, we're really busy. It's tough to pull chat away. It's tough to do some other things. It's hard to do prayer, prepare for the show, quite honestly. Uh, so we're going to give it our, we're going to assess all that the next two weeks and then decide do we open up again for baseball. And, uh, and if we do, uh, and it looks like we will, that, that'll be exciting. So, Bud, they find us wherever the hell they want yep. to find us. Right? Yeah, as always, speakingofsportspod.com, all the social media, speaking of sports, you'll find us there. In the two weeks that we're off, uh, this is the time where if you can text us your input, how the show could get better, what we could talk less about, the da-da-da, less than, whatever you got, 609-828-5569. If you can send the show to a friend, colleague, whatever, we'd appreciate that. We'd love your feedback, and we try our best to react to your feedback uh, for the quality of the show. The feedback has been really terrific, and, and I thank you for all of that. God bless. Have a great uh, week, and uh, we'll uh, Super Bowl uh, predictions because we won't be back mm-hmm. before the Super Bowl. Super Bowl predictions. Uh, uh, I think my, Mr. Mahomes, I got to stay with him, even though that, that he said that line opened up and it dropped yeah, a point, quickly. point and a half right away. So, yep, I'm with you. I'm going. I'm going KC. Yeah, I'm KC as well. Wow, we have a full boat, full we KC. A lot boat. of talent out there that right? day, and uh, and they're the underdog, right? Uh, plus well, one, one. Yeah. something like that. Yeah. Still, you're not laying, not laying SK. God bless everybody. See you in a couple weeks. Enjoy the Super Bowl. Be safe. And uh, over and out. We'll, we'll, see, you, we'll see you on Abe Lincoln's birthday. Let it run, Richie.